Chicago Sam coming with the wind. Super Puppy, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best. This is Super Podcast, Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Better than the rest, Super Puppy Podcast. Bust your shots in your ass, Super Puppy Podcast. Don't sleep. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest installment of the Super Puppy Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Miner, aka Chicago Slim. And the name of today's episode is Chicago's Finesse. Okay, I was gonna say Chicago's Finest, but I feel like we just got too much finesse. You know, for it to just be fine. Play on words. Yes. So I would like to introduce my guest, a friend of mine who you guys have heard me talk about Tickle Me Tuesdays and how this was a stomping ground for comedians in DC back a few years ago. We've created all these opportunities from that movement. So I'd like to invite you to meet the co-founder of Tickle Me Tuesdays, Sean Glover. Sean Glover known as Funny Guy Man About Town. Everybody that I know, minus two people, say you're like so haters. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, I'll be the judge of that. Okay? So let's talk about Tickle Me Tuesdays account anyone. Tell me your like what do you, when you think back about it, what was it that stands out in your mind for that room? Man, I just it was just a it was very intimate, and it was a uh, a different U Street. Also, it wasn't um, as uh, um, beige as it is now. Yes. Uh, but it was a very good room, and the talent <laughs> that that you, I give you all the credit, curated was what? was was like the 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 underground and stomping grounds of what's next and who's next. I mean, it was act after act that was extremely funny and people that are now big names like we got jason weems seaton smith jermaine fowler rory scoville aaron jackson sans yeah. mccormick mark yeah. carter tom taylor jr ralph cooper sean glover <laughs> Man, it was just a great time and it was it was it was very special i remember when you broached the topic and the opportunity I was like nah, I don't know Tommy <laughs> but, right. but it was a, the name was good though you know it was a little suspect as a man it was hard to <laughs> tell my other male friends and then we tickle but it was it was a really good it was a great relationship we have the venue it was a very unique time. I wish you would have documented it more. I know I'm just so bad but that was like what was that MySpace time? Yeah. So it was like, you know, it wasn't if it was happening now, like it would be a totally different situation. Do you think the way U Street is now that we could like that could be created again, that that vibe? Because like Jason Weens, he always talks about speaks highly of Cafe Newman, mm-hmm. Tickle Me Tuesdays and how that was like a great room where, you know, it was just like the finest blacks, you know, everybody was professional, you know, and just like this nice group of blacks that came together. Do you think that that could be created like now? I absolutely do think it. I think um, a lot of the times art and comedy is an art reflects the time. So more so than ever, you know, laughter is often a healing tool. <laughs> yeah. and, 
We need healing and uh, uh, a clean form of escapism. But I do think it will work now, even with the demographics of U Street and Washington D.C. looking different. I do think it will work now um, with a good a good space, and we were documented this time. Yes. Um, and not only you know, I mean, I'm thinking not only just in D.C. I've noticed that even you know. Not the humble brag, but the even <laughs> the Dave Chappelle's, you know, talking to those guys. Like you, you look at Netflix and all these comedy specials. Netflix is passing out their cast, right? You know, Monique and I'm like, but, but, but they are passing out their cast for uh, comedy specials because people, uh, it has a resurgence, and now you're seeing the greats coming back doing those big Netflix, but they're also doing a small club. So, mm -hmm. you know, you get Jerry Seinfeld out the bed. Today, right. uh, Chris Rock, right. you know, these heavyweights, um, um, and even the new guys, Lil Rel, uh, mm -hmm. Deion Cole, you know, it's it's definitely a good time, not only in D.C., but in the country to do comedy. So what you trying to say, homie? <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Lil Rel yeah. and Deion Cole. This is where you asked me out. This right. is where you asked me out. Mark Zuckerberg moment and cut me out the deal of Facebook. <laughs> Look, like, oh, it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm tell all pamphlet. Right, behind the scenes. <laughs> when the tickling stops. <laughs> <laughs> no friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that is so funny. So, guys, just to give you some background, Take Me Tuesdays happened in Cafe Nemo, which was like a brownstone-ish type of venue that had like a restaurant at the bottom, and then they had this open space. So it was like intimate in the sense that it was like a small bar, we had a little stage, comics were just flooding, the room would be packed, like it was just a great, great, great environment. And I know that when we did it, you you, you dabbled in comedy, you, you, you played with the idea of it. Is that something that you would consider doing or have you done? I've never done it. I've, um, I've written uh, and continued to write um, and it comes probably like you from, you know, just being black and things are just funny, right. you know what I mean? Just from everyday travels and, and definitely my, you know, I had a very funny family and I was talking to someone how we, like we would laugh at some really fucked up shit. <laughs> you know, I just recently, my, you know, a friend of mine <laughs> called me and he was, um, you know, this is very serious, he needs a liver. And he, you know, he just said it real casually and He's coming to DC, you know, vision He said, but uh, you know, so I'm asking him, like, yeah, I got this guy at my church that offered to church? get on the lip. No, his church. Oh, okay. like, church is <laughs> yeah, okay. like, <laughs> yeah. church? Oh, okay, my bad. And he said the guy at his church that offered to give him his liver. Then he's like, yeah, but I can't get in touch with him. That's you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my call. I'm like, yeah, dog, I gonna talk for me. Yeah, like, oh, can I take What's up with that liver? Right. Yeah. How do you text them? What's up with that liver? Like, you promised yeah, me. Yeah, like you drink yeah, it. Don't so, drink with my liver, right, nigga. Right, right. <laughs> Plan, and you plan. That's my liver. Oh, that's nice though. His friend was giving off of that. Yeah, but I think it was in the moment during church. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. God bless you. I, I applauded him from his time. Because you get a lot, you know, when you ask for it. Especially if you feel good yeah, like all the Like, you know, he probably, it's like double dutch, you know. <laughs> like, Before you jump in, you're like, <laughs> nah. Wait, you only right. need one liver. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I told her, I was like, so we, you know, we laughed a little bit. Then I was like, look, man, I, 
you know, the guy gave you two levels for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, he asked yeah, me to live what I want. Your, your I, living, nigga. I said I would, but I would have disclaimers all over that shit. Like, yeah, like, just in case I need one, I don't need that back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need to get that back. I'll be like, you, know? you can have it. It's just yeah. a little damage. Like, it's more like a loan. That's what I'm saying. It's like a loan. I don't know if yeah. I should have meet the qualifications. Yeah. They'd be like, um, yeah. this one is soaked in right. alcohol. I don't know. Living <laughs> sponsored by Grey Goose. Right. Okay. So <laughs> the two people that don't think you're funny are our two friends. My sister mm -hmm. and Stephanie Woodmore White. What do you have to say to them? Do you have anything to say to your haters? Um, I mean, you're nothing without haters. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you don't have anybody hating on you, you're not doing anything right. So, right. Um, your sister, um, whom I know in a very long time, um, actually has me questioning you because it's a DNA related. <laughs> so I don't know that kind. Of, I think she's heavily influenced by Stephanie, who I've known since. Preschool. Oh, shout out to Nick and Steph. Shout out to Nick and Steph. Yeah. That sounds like a rapper, Nick and Steph. Yeah, or crackhead friends. <laughs> <laughs> or haters. <laughs> or haters. Okay, so speaking of raps, Christian T albums came out. So how do you, you know, what's the name of Daytona? Yeah. Daytona dropped a couple days ago. Easy back it. in the production. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, at first, Listen and second and third listen. I usually don't like things the first time. I, I like to digest it. So mm -hmm. you know, run that third time. Push has always, always been very, been a very good wordsmith, and to be able to talk about what he talks about and make it poetic mm -hmm. in the way that Biggie did. Like Biggie would talk about some bad fucked up shits, but it sounds yeah, sonically it went good going in. You're like. I would milk box material. It's like it's being kidnapped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You know? I will say that, like, I necessarily wasn't, like, a big push the teeth fan mm -hmm. besides, you know, grinding. Everybody loves that song. Mm -hmm. But I will say that it did take me a few times to be like, oh, he's talking about this. Like, you really oh, have yeah. to, like, think Very about clever. Very what he's saying. Very student of the game, too. Yeah. He and his brother. I don't even know where his brother is, but they, they I feel like over good music now. Yes. The president or something. Yes. So does that, do you feel like a job like that takes you away from the game? Like you can't really rap as good as you would if you were like still just an artist? Can you? No, I think, I think most, I think most, when you, somebody like that who loves, like you just uh, love hip hop and emceeing, that's, that's a big word to, to remember. Some people just do it for the, the check of it. And, but they, these people love hip hop and real rappers like they rap all the time like mm -hmm. when you're rap, like just going throughout their day they see stuff and they're always doing it that's why uh, a very accomplished rapper told me that they were saying Black Thought is the one is maybe one of the is the best right now just because he's super skilled but you gotta realize he practices every day oh wow still on the show like he had like on the show they do things on the jimmy fallon show to get ready and he does things for uh, the guests he's like, so he's sharpening his sword every day i love it so you ain't just gonna run up on him that's why when he did that freestyle thing on flex and mm -hmm. people went crazy i was you know i was one of those people but i wasn't <laughs> that surprised yeah and that's another album I'm looking for his album comes out the first with Ninth Wonder. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay, good. I was just telling somebody my top five, and Black Thought is definitely in there. I mean, I don't even play that game no more. 
You know, it's too many or are you It's like top done? 24. Because <laughs> right. like it, it changes between. Every hour. Know, like, and, and not only that, where you are in your life, like sometimes that, that <laughs> this five was good during this period, then that five, and then you have favors and you. Yeah, and I, then they I, try I to play that game. They try I hate to hit you with the all time. Yeah. So then you like, nah, oh, like Sugar Hill game? Like yeah. we supposed to go back? Nah, nah I, don't <laughs> even, I don't even play that game. It's, it's like the a top sugar, 24. Right, wait, it's a Sugar Hill game of top 24. No. <laughs> no. No. No throwback. However, though, Little Nugget, that was the first album or record that I begged my mother to buy. I like I cried for that record. I oh, was a, I was in the, she she tells the story better than me, but I was <laughs> I, I wanted that song. I, I had a little record player I got for something, birthday or something. And I was like, Mom, I want that, I want that, I want to get that. I, was, I cried for that record. And you got it? Yes. Was it everything you needed? Oh man, I played it to death. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a little soft spot for Sugar Hill Gang. I will say that. Okay. But they're not. They're important to the culture, but they not. may be twenty-five. <laughs> 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 no. Oh, I tried. I tried to get y'all. I tried to get y'all. Okay. So I was listening. Okay. So we got the pusher tea. He made a dig at Drizzy. Mm -hmm. Drizzy came back, but then Drizzy pulled Kanye into it. Mm -hmm. So now we're, everybody's in a state of craziness yeah. because kind of Drake dropped the mic on them. Do you think it's worthy of a snapback? I think I think it's beautiful, and I and I say <laughs> it because in hip hop, beefs have always and rap battles on the mic have always been a part of the sport. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this. You know, I don't think most new artists understand. It's not all. It's not physical. It's really how good is your pen, and especially when you the top dude and you in the ring, you got to be ready for this. Yeah. I remember Karis once said in the interview that he had rhymes every year. He would look at the top ten or you know projected top ten MCs, and he would have something ready for all ten just in case this stuff happens. Oh wow. So I think from a sport, whether it's you know, you know, Karis one, you know, to bring him up, the bridge is over. Um, you know, the Roxanne Chante thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, Ice Cube and Common or Drake and Meek Mill. That's always been good. You know, Tupac and Biggie. Uh huh. Because yeah, Hit 'Em Up was one of the. It might not have been lyrically yeah. the best, but it it was so much. It was so impactful. Yeah, I think he was just like talking a, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a gag. Yeah, I was I was somewhere and it just when they heard the song, it, they thought it was getting money. Mm -hmm. And then people because the DJ played it like three times in a row, so I was like, yeah, well, yeah, it's a wait a minute. Then he's like, first of all, okay. I'm your wife. I'm like, Whoa! With the typical Tupac. Yeah, it was very ready. so much venom in this passion. So, you know, long as it's on wax or whatever or MP3 or whatever, I think it's so good for kids to see a healthy, you know, back and forth. But this is a part of hip hop. It is. I appreciate you saying that. But then, you know, we go back to like Pusha T. He's supposed to be like in the streets. So, would is he like? Is it safe for Drake? Or is Pusha T gonna be pissed and be like? Nah, nah, nah. I think I think Pusha was, you know, 
pun intended, pushed Drake into, <laughs> into responding. Yeah. And Drake was had something in the chamber ready to go. It was like a note. Yeah. It was always was like, like Drake shit came out before the album. <laughs> no. That's like, wait, yo. Drake was like, oh, you talking shit? Yeah. I, I was ready. So um, yeah. the interesting thing though is Drake is now he's actually being considered as a battle rapper because of He's getting respect as a battle rapper because of back-to-back -back and now and being able to handle this, you know. This yeah, and handle it like with finesse. Yeah, he handled this, so. I like how he introed that little rap because he was just like, like really, y'all want me yeah. to do this. Now, staying true to hip-hop, I, um, I do think you need to write your rhymes. Like, that is so... Sacrilegious. Yeah, kids, kids out there listening. <laughs> right. You ain't right. It's, it's like, you know, and, and especially if you being anointed, like if you saying you all this and you not portraying what you're saying, yeah. then that's a little that is that has a reason to be shunned upon. I don't ever want to get to normalize that. Right. You and it is mean? very much like uh oh. Like you just feel yeah, a little, little bit of no, no. what if Jesus been like, you know, well, <laughs> Matthew, Matthew did the feel the real, the funny little fishes thing. I wasn't really there, but you know, he I showed up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, five loaves of bread. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You'll be really? like, oh, you ain't do that. Right. You just feel yeah. a little less respect. Yeah, man. It's it's not. Nah. But had Drake tell him he was looking out for Quinn, like you know, Quinn was working at Kroger. That's a good spin. I mean, everybody was doing something else before they was doing what they're doing. Yeah, that's. A you spin. know what I mean? Like Cardi B, I heard that she doesn't write her raps. But then somebody was like, the basic ass raps. If she ain't writing them, then who the hell is? I mean, I don't have anything to say. No, I mean, yeah, but, but Cardi B was doing something else. And now she's, I kind of believe Cardi B. I think she's one of the most authentic yeah. people in the music yeah. industry. Yeah, like I believe her. 100, like, I believe her. It, it's it's from the heart. Yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. Okay, speaking of all this music, so I was reading an article about how, like, I always think about how music and like you have your mumble rap that talks about like everything under the sun, abusive, abusive to women, you know, derogatory comments, just all that stuff. And then I think about like you know your Kendrick Lamar's and J Cole's, and they're like trying to push the culture in a positive way. Do you think, it seems to me that the mumble rap has more of an influence than say your J. Cole's or your Kendrick's. So how do you feel about that? Cause you're a father, you have kids that have grown up in this like environment. Mm -hmm. Like as, an, as a teacher, when I was teaching, I remember the exact moment when little girls turned ratchet. It was a fourth grade class. They were in fourth grade at the time and it was right when Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne dropped. Mm -hmm. And all these little girls were like, mm -hmm. ah, you know, like they That's just, ah, they all <laughs> became Nicki Minaj and that was like their idols. So then as they grew older, they were just like more disrespectful, more popping off. So I just wonder if like the influence is more than we give it credit for. So how do you feel? About that? I, I never, I think that and for not trying to sound like the generation before, <laughs> And before in the generation before that, right. because if you think about our parents who was coming from, you know, LTD, Barry White, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire, for them to hear a hip hop, a hip to the hip to the hip, <laughs> yeah. that shit was garbage. Like that shit burned their ears. You know what I mean? Right. That shit, and I get it. It's like, uh, so 
and you gotta let you know kids have the whatever the new generation is to have their time mm -hmm. now you need balance so that's why you know when you when things are out of balance that's when things are messed up but that's why you need Kendrick and the J. Coles and mm -hmm. the, you know the Rhapsodies and these other people out here that's really doing it uh, I mean not really doing it doing a different style than whatever the eight the mumble rap kids are doing mm -hmm. but I never believe that art doesn't imitate life Mm -hmm. I mean, art imitates life, you know what I mean? It's never the other way around. Right. So there are abusive stuff. There are hoes, you know, like Easy E said, all bitches ain't women. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Say, uh, DJ Quick, that music was fucked up. Like, oh, sweet yeah. black pussy. And oh, oh, yeah, we can never <laughs> say. Like, you know, they was talking, somebody was talking about Soldier Boy, the, so the dancers they got now. I was like, Digital the Humpty Dance wasn't talking about shit. <laughs> right. And Tupac was in Digital Underground. Yeah, was. I was like, so before you start <laughs> casting all these stones, let's just, let's just take a step back, you know what I mean? And So what was the difference? Like, why were we not as influenced by that as, like, nowadays? I think there are some of that is just teenage rebellion. Like, some of the kids are like Kanye's last tour, uh, Pablo. Mm hmm I had to go, I mean, he had that mosh pit. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing to see that it was so many kids, like like 15, 13. It was kids that couldn't even get in that was outside. And I was like, he is the only artist whose fan base is getting younger. His oh. ass is old in music terms. Yeah. So why is his fan base getting younger? And that's that rebelliousness and that their kids gravitate toward. Mm -hmm. You know, the same reason why, you know, they hate Kanye, the same reason why you love him, because he gives it to you good, bad, and different. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just like, this is me, y'all. So it was just kids, you know, the only time that that happened was, you know, I would think, and I can remember, it was Michael Jackson, and that was in death where kids was like discovering him and they still discovering him. Right. Um, but I think they influenced by that. Now there are way more visuals, there's way more media um, to see that. But I think they're in a, they catch them at a certain point in their life. Now they're going to look back, you know, as you grow, <laughs> you know, you're going to look back and say, that's why did I get this tattoo on my Right. You know, in that little area back there. You want to call that was a call because I got one. She might be in that little area back there, right? So don't have one. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think you need to let them. Um, you need balance, though. I think I remember a beautiful day in hip hop was. I'm definitely gonna date myself, but I know I bought I bought Snoop. A tribe album and outcast on the same day. Oh shit. It was like I was like, you know, it was just good. It was a good day. That's a good day. But it was so much it was all different mm -hmm. and I loved it all. But now I think the balance is a little off, you know, and it's it's so saturated, so now you gotta sift through the bullshit mm -hmm. and do so much digging and get to some gold. Yeah. Um, trap is taking over. Yeah. But I, I do think You like trap? Uh, I like some of it, I yeah. but I, I'm not, I don't think that's sustainable. You're not really rocking to yeah. the car? <laughs> it's not sustainable. <laughs> I don't think it's going, you know, 20 years from now, they're going to be... You're not going to be trap heads? <laughs> right. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something else. You know? What's it going to be? Sean and his ukulele? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, there's one more thing I want to do with you. Thanks for answering these questions. You, like myself, are from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him, Southside. Yes. Representing how we supposed to. So I'm gonna test your Oh man, this is tough. How Chicago you are. Okay? 
I'm like, am I gonna lose some stripes? <laughs> I don't know, you tell me. Man. To be determined. Okay, number one. Which one is not a term for Chicago? The foggy city, the second city, or the windy city? The foggy city. The foggy city. Okay, we'll find I'm out. Done. No, I got one. If you call dibs on something, what are you doing? You've nailed a new dance moves, you put hot nacho cheese on your deep dish pizza, or you reserved your spot or placement. It's a reservation. It's a reservation. Dibs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pop. What is pop? Is that a dance move? Or is it a catch-all phrase for carbonated drinks? Or is it your dad? Catch-all phrase for carbonated drinks. Bingo! Shine, you taking the <laughs> test over there too? <laughs> okay. Tips and links. Is that a way to service your waitress? A type of barbecue? Or a salad most people avoid? Barbecue. Type of barbecue. All right. The Metro. Okay. Is that a route that gets you home quickly? A tourist who wants to explore the city or a, a pricey bus and train fare payment system? What's the answer again? <laughs> a route that gets you home quickly. A tourist who wants to explore the city or a pricey bus and train fare payment system? C. Yeah, we gon' see. We gon' see. Uh, is it C? Is it, is it, is it? We gon' see. It's not B. It's not B or A. So okay, all right. I will go with okay. you on C. Sean, you, you with us on C? Okay. <laughs> Chicago Mix. The best radio station in shutdown. Caramel and cheddar cheese popcorn or a reference to the spring season being cold? B. Caramel and but, cheese. Um, so good from Garrett's. Okay, did you know there was a Garrett's here? It's one. Oh yeah, yeah, I was thinking. I just saw. Uh, there's a Harold's opening in Beverly Hills. In LA. Beverly Hills. <laughs> yes. In LA. <laughs> yes. In LA, you yes. know, I gotta be black with it. Like, yes. Tell me where though. Okay. What's LSD in Chicago speak? A type of drug? A run? I'm sorry. A road along the lake, or a restaurant that serves the best hot dogs? It's Lakeshore Drive, a road along the lake. Road along the lake, Sean, didn't know that one. Gardenera, Gardenera. Is that a garden in central Chicago where most people have their weddings? A pickled blend of peppers, celery, carrots, and more, or your neighborhood Italian grandmother? B. It is, it is that. The Viagra Triangle. <laughs> I, didn't. Well, I might not know this. Okay, is it a bathroom? A neighborhood known for its clubs and rich older men, or the hospital? I took a guess on that. What's the answer? What's the two? What's the, give me the answer. The Viagra Triangle. Is it a bathroom, a neighborhood known for its clubs and rich older men, or the hospital? B. B. Okay, we're gonna go with B. Okay. Wet or dry? Is this a question that you always get about the weather? A question the L train monitor always asks? Or a question about how you'd like your Italian beef? I'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you wear? Tennis shoes, gym shoes, or track shoes? Gym shoes. Gym shoes. Sean, you got on gym shoes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's tricky. If you want $10, you might ask for 100 dimes, jam, or Sawbucks. 
<laughs> what's the two what's the answers again if you want ten dollars you might ask for a hundred dimes jam or sawbucks oh i don't know this one man um, <laughs> i've heard one of them so i chose that a hundred dimes <laughs> yeah i think the answer is sawbucks <laughs> I think the answer is you are a hundred percent a true Chicago. Yes, yes. yes. Congratulations, <laughs> Chicago. Man. You held it down. Man. You held it down. Man. So it's not Sawbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you got it wrong. What you say was not jam. Hundred dimes. Hundred. I'm gonna need you to use that. Hundred dimes. So we get hundred dimes. Is that even? Don't want nobody to get it to me though. <laughs> All right. Genius. All right, Sean. Well, you know what? You're 100% Chicago. I'm glad you came to the show. I'm glad to be here. You know, I appreciate it. We're going to get a Hall of Fame. I keep talking about this Hall of Fame, but we're going to have a Cafe Nima Tickle Me Tuesday Hall of Fame. It sounds like we're going to do it again. Are you you going to ask me out? No, I'm calling you in <laughs> so we can get all the big names. We're going to put Puppet Podcast live. We should definitely talk about this. Okay. Okay, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Blue Microphones. Thank you, Sean, over there. Mm -hmm. This is Super Public Podcast, and we are out. Chicago Sam coming with the wind. Super Puppy, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Super Puppy Podcast, the best. This is Super Podcast, Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Super Puppy Podcast Bust your shots in your ass Super Puppy Podcast Don't sleep